Welcome to the Waste Not What Not podcast. I'm Philippa Ross, human ecologist, enthusiologist, author and energy healer, bringing you inspirational interviews, news and tips to rebuild the relationship between people and the planet the way nature intended by revitalising our natural resources, minimising waste and maximising human potential. I trust you'll discover seeds of hope for a vibrant future so you can cultivate and transform them to suit your own lifestyle in order for us to collectively create a world where reverence for the diversity of all life is honoured. You'll find all the show notes in the description and lots more about me and my work at philipparos.com. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to share far and wide. Hello, Wastebusters. Welcome to episode 47. An intrinsic trait of being human is our common capacity for kindness. While we're bombarded with information that can often be disorientating, the one constant we can rely on to get us back on track is our internal compass, an instrument that overrides division with natural doses of benevolence to pull us back together. Sunday the 13th of November marks the beginning of World Kindness Week. It's a time to focus on good deeds in the community, the positive power of the collective and the common thread of kindness which binds us together. The week was curated by the World Kindness Movement, a charitable organisation who crystallised the idea during a humanitarian conference 25 years ago. Eight years ago, here in New Zealand, the Good Bitches Baking Movement began baking cakes of kindness to show their appreciation for the contribution members of their community made to the lives of people who are a part of it. My guest this week is Morgan Harrison, a passionate contributor who's discovered how kindness creates a real taste for life. In the meantime, news this week, the World Orangutan Week also kicks off on the same day and it's a week established in 1996 by the Orangutan Foundation International to honour Dr. Birut Mary Gaudigas, a Lithuanian-Canadian anthropologist, primatologist, conservationist, ethologist and author. I had the pleasure of learning more about these beautiful creatures known as people of the forest when I interviewed Leif Cox, founder of the Orangutan Project in September and then attended a fundraising event in Auckland. There's a link in the show notes to listen to the interview and how you can contribute a cup of kindness to them. I'm hoping the compassionate energy overflows into the COP27 convention that rounds off next week in Egypt. I question whether our so-called leaders will have the balls to challenge corporate power by enforcing real limits to extraction and wealth accumulation, or whether they'll sugarcoat a solution with empty promises, not unlike the incongruent sponsorship of the event by Coca-Cola. Kudos to French President Emmanuel Macron, who recently declared that France fully supports a ban on deep-sea mining. He joins New Zealand, Germany, Brazil and Panama in a quest to pause or ban the practice. Let's hope other countries can see beyond what they perceive to be losing out on and look at the positive gains of treating the ocean with the respect she deserves. There's a link in the show notes to sign a petition to stop the deep sea mining. Remember though, we don't have to wait until some bigwig body decides what we can do. Each and every one of us can make a sizeable, sustainable contribution to a better world by spreading dollops of kindness and mindful shifts to our lifestyles. If you're stuck for ideas, a past guest of mine in June, Nick Turner from Mainstream Green, has a wealth of ideas to enrich our lives. And with Christmas round the corner, 
she's turning our attention to what we can do during the festive season. If you're in the Kirikiri-Oa region of Hamilton on Wednesday the 16th, she's joined up with the Dairy Women's Network to host an event with tips to make a lighter impact on the planet. She's also launched an online event that starts on Thursday 17th of November called Christmas Without the Crap. And for just $29, you can discover ways to simplify Christmas, change habits and get ideas for different gifts, wrapping and decorations. There's a link in the show notes to get a ticket or sign up for the course. Now let's turn to the culinary creators of kindness, the good bitches who are baking benevolence and capturing the hearts of their community, making treats for people who are having a tough time and thanking those that support them, beading them with layers of love, litres of laughter, heaps of hugs, cupfuls of compassion and of course, kilos of kindness. Welcome Morgan, it's really lovely to have you with me. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. You're an official good bitch and part of the Good Bitches Baking Organisation. Can you expand a bit on what a good bitch is and the organisation that you're a part of? Yes, I am a good bitch. I've been a good bitch for about seven years. Basically, anyone who wants to share kindness or spread kindness around and through Good Bitches Baking, it's a matter of just a bit of home baking makes it a bit of a better place for people, um, especially people who are going through a rough times. I'm quite happy to be a good bitch. I'm not afraid of the term either. So. No, no. I said you've been an official one for about seven years, but I'm sure you're a good bitch beforehand. And I love the term because I think it's really quite meaty. We have no qualms in calling men good bastards or what buggers or whatever like that. So it's not a derogatory yeah. term, is it? No, it's not associated in a negative tone or anything. We're just taking ownership back of that name and making it into a positive spin, really. Awesome. And you don't have to be just a woman to be a good bitch. Oh, that's cool. Um, Good point. Good point. Bitch men around. (laughs) We've even got one head bitch in Timaru. He's running the show down there. Awesome. So very inclusive. Now, I hear that the founders who are Nicole and Marie, they yes. started it in 2014. Do you know what sparked the idea? From my understanding, there was a, a bit of a wine involved. So, uh, <laughs> so no tea and cakes and just wine, yeah. <laughs> All good ideas start with wine, I'm sure. I think they were having a wine together one day and they thought, why is this not happening? Or is this a good idea? We could get involved. We could test the waters and see what happens. And it's just grown from there, really. Wellington was a really receptive place as well. There's a lot of great organisations there who are totally on board with what the Kaupapa is. It proved really worthwhile. So you've got branches, but they're called chapters uh, all around New Zealand. And you've just hit the 30 mark, which is fantastic. How do people get involved in it if they want to be a good bitch? If you're wanting to be a good bitch, you can actually go to the website and it's gbb.org.nz. And on there, you can actually look for a chapter near you and an email address on there. And you can just flick an email through and we have explained the process and what's required and go through an induction process and get signed up. And once a month, we'll send you out a roster and you can say whether you're available to bake or not or bake and drive because we'll need someone to deliver the baking as well. You started back in 2015. So what sparked it for you and what does it actually involve really to be a good bitch? 
really doesn't take that much to be a good bitch. What really inspired me was I started to really get into baking, cake decorating, and I had all this passion and I wanted to make stuff, but then my partner and I were like, oh, we don't want it sitting at home. There's just stuff too. And my colleagues. <laughs> You could know, be a we're good, fat from this. I was going to say, you could be a good fat bitch as well. <laughs> so I heard about it in the paper, and I think one year I did see Nick and Marie were involved with judging some baking at Wellington on a plate or something, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I just sent an email away and just got signed up. It's not a huge commitment. I would say... If you can bake at least once a month or bake and drive to a destination at least once a month. For a chapter like New Plymouth, we're quite small. We've only got four recipients. We've got about 40 volunteers at the moment. Wellington, Auckland, Hamilton, they're really big chapters. And you could bake at any point during the week because they've got different recipients that get stuff delivered on different days. Whereas New Plymouth, we're on a Sunday. (laughs) Sunday only at the moment. Who are the recipients and how do you choose them? For the recipients, it's someone who's doing work for people who are in need or having a rough time. I mean, for New Plymouth, we've got three main recipients that receive baking every Sunday. We've got the neonatal unit. So, you know, parents who have got little bubs, brand new babies who are kind of need a bit of extra TLC. I love going and delivering to them because sign on the door and they go, oh, we love you, come inside. (laughs) (laughs) So is that for the mums and the nurses? A bit of both, yeah, but mainly the parents who are there um, struggling. Yeah, and then the other ones, uh, we've got Women's Refuge. They're a really lovely organisation to work alongside. Women who are going into the safe house, the first thing they really want to do is have a cup of tea and sit down and just kind of take it all in, what's happened, and there's some lovely baking there for them. And our other one is Taranaki Retreat, which is actually a suicide prevention facility. And it's literally a retreat. So we've got people who are out there staying at the retreat, receiving support and services and just a little bit of baking to brighten their day. Great organisations doing really important work in meeting the absolute critical needs of our community. So. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And because there's so much bad news, well, this is one of the reasons I started the podcast is because I wanted to spread the love and the good news of what's happening around the world. It's in our nature to do it and it goes under the radar and it's so good to be acknowledged, but that's not the reason people do this. But it's extra yummy when you do get the acknowledgement for what you're doing, isn't it? Yes, it's lovely. We do get lots of great feedback and it gives you the warm fuzzies. And I know I talk to a lot of people and they ask me, oh, what does it take? And I was like, you just have to bake something. Oh, but I'm not a good baker. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter if you're, if you're not a good baker. It doesn't have to be a three-tiered, beautiful, decorated cake. It could be a your favourite slice or muffins or whatever you can make. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. One of the projects that the organisation has done was for prisoners. How long ago was that? That would have been a few years ago now, before COVID. <laughs> yeah, that was some of our good bitches in Wellington working alongside some people in Rumutaka prison, just teaching them skills and also giving them a bit of a sense of that they're doing something good for their community outside of the prison as well. So they've done their sentences and it was more on the rehabilitation side before they go in the outside world. Was that to set them up with some skills? 
I guess they must have felt really valued and and well not labeled the fact that you good bitches would go in there and give your time and energy to helping them because it has a knock-on effect doesn't it yeah I would think so like someone's giving their time out of their day to come and see you a prisoner bad person some people have the view that there's no fixing these people but I don't believe that I believe in rehabilitation and learning I think That's also a really important part of it is that there are people willing to go and work alongside them. And it's not even core business. It's a charitable organisation who just want to go and help. Mm. So it's totally different to someone like a contracted service that corrections might provide. It's out of the goodness of our own hearts that we want to go and help. Yeah, it's genuine and from the heart, which actually is contagious. And scientifically, and with my hat on as a psychologist, it gets all what I call the happy juices flowing with the serotonin, endorphins and oxytocin. And it's not only the person that's giving, it's the one receiving. And anybody else who's actually witnessing, it has a profound ripple effect. Yeah, that's right. And you can see it quite often. You might smile at someone and they'll smile back and then, oh, it's just brighten their day. And like even paying a compliment to someone, which I think we should do more often, actually. But it's Um, also learning to receive it as well, because so many people brush it off. Yeah, it's like, oh, I like your dress. And then it goes, oh, this old thing, it's all rags. Embrace it. Like, it's a great dress. You're rocking it. We're naturally kind, and the um, random acts of kindness were for World Kindness Day, which is on Sunday the 13th. Their theme is making it the norm. I would say it is normal. It's just not shouted about, really. What's your thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts, personally, yes, I think we are genuinely kind people, and we're passionate people, and yeah. we want to make a change for what we feel is the right thing to do. Everyone has different views and opinions, so I think you just have to accept people for who they are and what they feel, and that they're coming from a place of kindness, that they want to make things better for them and their peers. I think we just need to chill a little bit and not be so judgmental of each other. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So the goal of the organisation is to make New Zealand the happiest place in the world. Doing a jolly good job. Do you know, great minds think alike because it was founded in 2014. The funny thing is, in May of the very same year, I launched a kindness campaign in Green Bay area and it was called Bounce It Forward. So I bought all these little tiny balls with smiley faces on them and gave them to the primary schools and the local high school because I think there have been a couple of suicides of the teenagers as well and it was really just giving that message out and bouncing the kindness around the area and my goal was to make New Zealand the kindest place on earth as well so there's a great connection going on there so it must be something in the air during that year. Well, five years later, the founders, I believe, got an order of merit for their work, which is very nice to be acknowledged, hey? Yes, they did. It was really good. We were a little bit chuffed, actually, when I saw the news and I said to my partner, I was like, oh, look, they got got an award. It was really cool. And Community of the Year for the Kiwi Bank Awards. You know the New Zealander of the Year awards and how they do the local hero community of the year so good bitch has got a community of the year award 
it must have been hard throughout COVID with all the restrictions that were in place. And it's fantastic that you're still thriving and the um, chapters and volunteers are growing. How did you manage yes, that so period? Hard, actually. I'm only quite new to being a head bitch. At the time, I was a general head bitch, just baking and driving. And it was really quite hard. A lot of our organisations weren't accepting baking. Anyway, as an organisation, they made a tough call. Can't bake in level four and things. But as it got to level two, it started getting a little bit more okay mm. for some organisations, although the hospital was a little bit weary. The environment's really changed, I think. The hospital itself right now, you still have to push the buzzer to get into the building. We used to be able to go into the tea room to drop off the baking, but now it's you meet someone at a door and they'll take the baking away. There's different processes in place and mm. it's still very much a, a learning environment with all these different protocols rules. in place. Yes. Just navigating all those changes. The changes were just so constant and just being able to adapt to them. I think it showed real tenacity of the head office bitches as well. So right. they were, were really hard for us just to give us guidance and support. We love our head office bitches. <laughs> there are fountains of knowledge and Aww. they sort out all problems. And I don't think we realise how they're really important. I just wanted to give them a little shout out too. So in what way? So we've got a new system that's called the BMS, which is Bitch management system. Yeah. And it's basically everyone's got a login and you can go in and fill out a survey. And for the roster bitches, it actually does it all for them. It's like all this algorithm in the background will spit out a roster for them. It makes it really easy to roster the bakes and roster the drivers and make sure all the recipients are getting what they need. Natasha, who looks after that, she's fabulous. She's always available to help and you know, you have these weird queries and she'll point out something that you've missed, which I often do. <laughs> is it the donations that funds the supplies for people to do the baking? The funding is centralised and then yep. it goes towards each chapter. So when we want boxes or when we want pamphlets, we can email the head office and they'll send us some more. And they also have a good understanding of how many boxes will need based on our recipients and how often we're baking for them it's a great system that's really efficient when you say boxes is that to take the cakes in I was thinking more on the supplies to be making the cakes how is that funded? Oh, so our bitches all do the baking with their own supplies however we do have a fund where we can support people who might want to be bitches who may not financially be able to right. commit to baking so there is support there for people who would like to access it so we can give them a bit of financial aid to buy a bag of flour and things like that yeah fantastic what are the long-term goals for the organisation? We're just doing a research piece, actually, on what kindness is. We had a head bitch hui in September where all the head bitches came to Wellington. Nice. A great time of it. And we learned a lot. And we looked at collaborative bitching and how we can actually work with other organisations. So maybe we go into Taranaki Retreat and work with some of the people there and help them bake and then that we can take the baking and give it to Women's Refuge. A bit like that. So working with other organizations, even getting companies in to come and help and bake and, you know, do a one off and then it goes off to somewhere else that will need it. If there are companies cool. that give their employees 
a day off to do something in the community. So you yes. put it to them that some of them do some baking. Yes, they do. Um, who was it? BNZ. I walked out the road one day and I looked at BNZ and it had a big sign on the door saying, we're closed for good, we're off planting trees or something. Yeah, yeah, they take a day off and close up and go and do a group volunteer activity. It's creating that ripple effect, isn't it? That's the important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And also, the more we're out there getting coverage or getting attention, the more likely businesses or other organisations will see us and want to work with us. But that's to say that we're not working trying to go and find them. You were telling me earlier before we went on air, there's a new one up in Kaitaia, because I'm in the north in the Bay of Islands, so... I'm between two of the chapters that you have, one in Kaitaia and one in Bangarei. So you never know. I could instigate a new chapter in Bay of Islands because there's lots of bitches around here. (laughs) We get a lot of requests from people in Hawara and Stratford. And for the Stratford people, I say, if you can come in to New Plymouth on a Sunday, then absolutely you can bake for us but I wouldn't expect how would our people to drive an hour just to drop off some baking yep, I don't yep. think that would be fair but if more people in Howard are wanted to set up a sub chapter we could yep. look at that mm. there's always opportunity you know if there's more people interested in getting out and getting involved we're a very connected region we work together as one a lot of the time how would will see something in New Plymouth and they'll just pop down for the day and and if it's only in Stratford, it's only half an hour, so go and enjoy that. We like to do things in each other's backyards. It's definitely time now, I think, after all this COVID stuff, that people are coming together and doing stuff. And it's those small acts that make a huge difference. And that's another reason with the podcast, it's not about the big organisations because we hear about them day on day, but it's all the people who are under the radar doing small stuff and doing it naturally, not because they want some validation for it or anything it's just comes naturally and so spreading the word and I think kindness definitely needs to be shouted more about yes definitely big advocate for kindness and it goes both ways as well and I think even in the industry I work in we find that people tend to get a lot more angrier in the last couple of years and whether or not that's just the environment of uncertainty around COVID and the lockdowns and the mandates and all the changes that we've been going through the borders closing can't see family whether or not that's feeding into the anger that people are holding on to so I think we need to be very more open with kindness because it will definitely win we always talk about killing with kindness and especially if you respond to an angry person with kindness. They tend to settle down quite a lot and de-escalate the situation. So I'm very much uh, a fan of kindness and the power it has. How has it affected you being part of the organisation? I think myself, my baking's gotten better. (laughs) (laughs) I've met some really lovely ladies. And men. It's really nice to be able to talk to other people who have that same vision as you and same passions. We came to New Plymouth. We didn't really know anyone. Mm-hmm. So when I joined Good Pictures, it was a great opportunity for me to get out, meet a couple of people and get involved in the community as well. That was the biggest part was me getting involved in the community and having a bit of a sense of connection to where I'm now living. 
that played a really big part in it for me actually so if you're new to somewhere go and join good bitches because it's great like you'll meet lots of people who love the same thing and you get to share your wonderful kindness with other organizations and get filled up at the same time so yeah it does have that ripple effect has there been a book or a person that has influenced you in your life do you know, in the last four years in New Plymouth, I was introduced to books by Brené Brown. favourite book is Daring Greatly, how you can use your vulnerability as a strength and make yourself a better person through your vulnerability. It's not a bad thing. Don't let it get to you. And it's all about building on your self-esteem and making sure that you are okay with what you are and who you are and not being afraid about that. And... I guess in a personal sense, my grandmother would be my biggest influence. She passed away not too long ago and she was the one that taught me baking and she always thought I could do no wrong. So as a kid, that was the greatest thing ever. I remember as a kid picking out the bread dough or scone dough out of your wedding rings and just remembering all those little things around baking with her. And and she would was never afraid to speak her mind. But she was also a really kind woman. Her and my granddad owned a tea rooms in Taihepi. Right. Yeah, so they were well involved in the community. They employed a lot of people, like people who couldn't maybe not read or write and give them jobs and give them purpose. That was really quite nice to learn these things. Mm. And you only really learn a lot more about people when they pass on and you hear all these wonderful stories from their friends and other relatives or distant relatives it's really nice to hear those things about her and I feel like there's still a bit of her in me. I had the (laughs) same experience on my grandfather's funeral and all these beautiful people came forward and telling all these amazing stories and I felt really quite sad because I didn't know my grandfather. They were of an era when you go around in your Sunday best and didn't really know them as human beings. Yes, they were lovely people, but didn't really spend enough time around. It was just certain Sunday visits. And it's very humbling to think of all the stuff that there's gone before. And it's the makeup of the human, really. They were very much part of the community, the glue. Yeah, that's right. And you're talking Brené Brown there, and I think so far as the vulnerability is concerned, to me, it's more about being authentic and truthful, but with kindness, ultimately, isn't it? And treating others as you want to be treated yourself. I'm just listening to an audio book of hers, The Gift of Imperfection. I just thought, I'll do the audio book thing so when I'm going somewhere, I can play it in the car because I just don't get that much time to do the reading as I used to. Do you have a quote or anything that inspires you or any specific words apart from baking? I do. See, it's so cliche, but it's like be the change you want to see in the world. And that's totally it. You talk about climate change and all these people going, oh, why do we even bother? We're only 0.03% of the world, blah, 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 in terms of our emissions. But if everyone had that same view, we'd never get anywhere. So we've all got to make some sort of sacrifice. But also, you want to be a nice person then, or you want the world to be nice, then you start by being nice. And that's kind of it. Like lead by example. You want to make the world a better place and be a better person. Exactly. I mean, this is what the podcast is about. It's Jane Goodall, she's someone that I really look up to. She said it can be just a matter of turning a switch off. It doesn't need to be mega. And 
over the years and the policies and procedures and bullshit that she must have come up with her and David Attenborough have been at it for decades. Mm -hmm. And they're still such beautiful human beings on a mission, on a cause, because they're kind and grounded. And it doesn't take very much, does it? You don't need money in order to be kind. No, not at all. No, that's not a hard thing. My mother taught me if I wasn't going to say anything nice, never say it at all. Bite your tongue, just stop. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Smile and walk away. (laughs) You don't like what you're dealing with. Yeah, just changing your tone. You can think what you like in your head, but if you smile and change your tone, it can make a huge difference and actually changes it for yourself as well. I find that if you smile and hold it for about 10 seconds, it actually releases those happy juices and it's hard to be sad and grumpy afterwards, even if you don't feel it. So that's another hot tip. So I'm sure you have frustrating days. What do you do when you find yourself in a funk? had a few funky days in the last few months and I have recently taken up gardening quite a bit I've got five million seedlings on the trot at the moment and I'm loving it (laughs) five million like the whole blooming outside decks just covered in seedlings right now it's insane and I really find going out and even just going and looking at the plants and going oh yeah you've grown an extra leaf there grounds me a little bit I just stopped thinking about whatever it was that was upsetting me. Sometimes there are times where you can't shake things, but I like to just go outside, get some fresh air, take in what's around me. They're a bit more mindful of my surroundings. There was an article about some research that seeing and hearing birds makes a difference to people's mental health. And hearing birds makes you chirpy. So I thought that was really cool. We get a lot of birds here. We've got a nice big bushy part of town behind us. Nice. Like a big creek and green space. And we get a lot of tui and kiriru and fantail. Lovely. It's very nice here. So as I was your fairy godmother and could grant you one wish in the world, what would it be and why? Ooh, that's a really good question. And I really don't know. I don't find myself wanting for much right now. I feel pretty content of got a house with a family, good friends, got a nice job. I think if it was anything, it would be that I wouldn't have to work and do what I love, like go and sit in the garden. <laughs> but don't tell my boss. I really do like my <laughs> what kind of thing would make a difference, do you think, to shifting the world? I think people just need to chill. Maybe we just need to get some planes and sprinkle some chamomile tea over everybody so everyone's a little bit more chill. <laughs> Spread some kindness. <laughs> everyone's just a little bit nicer to people. If everyone actually took the time just to go inwards and reflect on how they're going to react to the next thing, then that would make the world a lot better, I think. Like just take a few seconds to think about how you're going to react to the next person. I think that would make the world a lot better. It would be a lot less conflict, I think. And also recognising that everything does have a ripple effect in that. So by choosing to take a pause, you're actually not adding to a situation which then upsets the next person, which upsets another person, which is really the essence of a good witch's baking with spreading the kindness because that also has a ripple effect. Yeah, definitely. 
it's a big thing, isn't it? You know, how you react will have an impact on how the next person's feeling. And that could be the straw on the camel's back yeah. for that person. Or make that big difference. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Morgan. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Philippa. It's great to talk to you. Have a lovely weekend. You too. Enjoy right. yourself. Take- Happy baking. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Ah, cakes and kindness. What an irresistible combination. Be sure to check out the Good Bitches Baking website to see if there's a chapter in your area you can contribute to. And if not, perhaps consider starting up one yourself. If you don't have the time, skills or inclination, consider foregoing that takeaway cupper and donating the price of it to them. The best thing about kindness is you never feel compromised. You may not like someone or even agree with them, but that doesn't have to stop you from being kind. When we show our appreciation for someone's contribution to the world, we collectively make it a better place for everyone, including ourselves. Fill your cup by opening your eyes to the everyday good stuff. It helps keep life in perspective and dissolves the disruption caused by the constantly depressingly dark news we're fed. Next week, I'm joined by Tracy Jeffrey from Hollyview Creative, who is a primary example of how collective community kindness can lead to opportunities to sew different aspects of the self together and redesign a lifestyle that adds value to everyone. Make sure you follow or subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. All feedback and reviews are much appreciated, as are your suggestions for subjects or guests you'd like me to consider. Just email me on info at philiparos.com. So until next week, dig deep. Open your mind to a world of possibilities, live life with a generous heart and take steps to minimise waste and maximise your own potential.